Welcome to the Right Type Coaching Podcast, where it's time to change the way you do business. On this show, I'm going to discuss with you the nuts and bolts about growing and scaling your business, as well as how to leverage who you are in order to gain that competitive edge. Each week, I'll explore topics that teach you how to create a workplace environment full of highly engaged, loyal, and collaborative people. And all successful business owners know that this is the secret to increasing productivity, morale, and ultimately growing your bottom line. I'm your host, Kate Schroeder. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. I wanted to hop on here today and share with you Uh, some resources and tools and tips that I use in my practice when it comes to working with difficult children or difficult partners or things like that. I'm going to primarily today speak to um, parenting and how personality type can really be a huge asset when it comes to parenting. But rest assured, this applies to many different aspects of life. Um, I've been hearing so much in my community right now, just how difficult it is to be a parent these days. You know, it's difficult for everybody, uh, no doubt about that. But right now, really just hearing how parents are struggling when it comes to juggling the multiple demands on their time. And so I want to start by telling you a little story. I had a family that came to me once that they had two children. They were really having a difficult time in the mornings. Um, trying to get out of the house. You know, this is back when we used to go out of the house and uh, getting kids out the door for school. They were really trying to figure out how to meet their children's vastly different needs. And they only had two children, right? But the gap between the needs just felt enormous. So they were finding that mornings were incredibly pressured and sometimes very unhappy. You know, kids crying as they're going out the door or parents uh, arguing and they wanted to find a solution to this dilemma once and for all and this was a very dedicated family they um, were very very committed they had tried many different things including listening to child care experts and so on about um, how to address these kinds of situations they had created checklists and behavioral plans um, when it came to kind of responsibilities and tasks in the morning and all that good stuff and what they had found is that for one of their kiddos those were really beautiful um, interventions, right? Beautiful little tweaks to their routines in the morning. This kiddo responded immediately and the results were amazing. The, they found out that the kid was able to actually begin to get themselves ready each day on their own. It's like they had a different child. But for the other kiddo, it had the exact opposite effect. You know, this kiddo thought that they were really crazy. Uh, they, they went on to question everything and really resist and fight each step in the morning plan. You know, even when they were able to uh, follow the routine for several days, they became incredibly overwhelmed by the pressure of all these um, added and quantified expectations and, you know, would eventually collapse into tears and meltdowns on the way to school. And so, you know, despite all the tried and true parenting techniques, as well as input from other child experts and so on, the parents were not super surprised that this latest intervention didn't work quite well for both children. It had a different effect. I mean, they had known for a very, very long time that even though they only had two children, that the kids were vastly different. It was almost like night and day. And yet the parents were following the vice of their own parents' feedback, other parents' feedback, kind of the traditional ideas and parenting around what kids need. 
but it was obvious that it wasn't working. You know, what ended hap up happening after working with me for a little while is that they found the only real and lasting peace that developed in their childhood came from developing an individualized routine that fit each child. And sure, it took a little extra energy up front. And sure, it meant there was more effort on the part of the parents in the beginning. But what they found was that in order to love each child in a way that the child could feel, that could resonate with the child, they had to respond to each child's individual needs rather than demand that both children act and speak like the same person, right? They, the, through addressing the needs of each child, they really found that they began to nurture them and parent them in ways that the kids wanted, that felt good, that the kids needed and deserved. I mean, it was really a very simple shift, but incredibly profound. You know, this idea of individualized parenting, you know, how different that is from this embraced concept by previous generations and even some areas still today that being a good parent means being consistent and having consequences and, and um, you know, sticking to the plan. You know, lots and lots of parents, and this might be you, you know, they struggle because they get judged by some kind of outside standard that says, in essence, you know, the more kids are molded into little versions of the parents, the better. And, you know, being considered a good parent is often reflected or, or at least evaluated and judged by how well your kiddos behave. You know, there's not a lot of attention or time that gets spent worrying about kids' happiness or emotional health. You know, basically if they're polite, they're well-mannered, they stay out of trouble, then that's, you know, then that's considered successful parenting, right? And so the expectations for parenting and kids are still incredibly high. Not only do we expect to turn out kids who are really polite, productive, intelligent, responsible, but we want these kids to be emotionally and psychologically happy and healthy too, but we don't give any resources for that. And that's where parenting and personality type comes in. If we really want to get to know our children, we really want to learn how to relate to them in ways that are powerful, effective, and reduce the conflicts, then we have to learn about who our children are and how they tick. And I always tell people that actually starts with you first as a parent beginning to learn about that for yourself. You know, these aren't sort of sequential steps where you first have to know about yourself to know about your child, but they certainly have to be happening at the same time. And that's where personality type comes in. You know, I want to talk about, um, for a minute, I want to back up and say that ultimately what we all have to keep in mind is that there is no perfect parent, perfect mother, perfect father, right? Parenting happens and comes in many, many different styles. Good parenting comes in many, many different styles. No parent is a perfect parent. The biggest thing is to be yourself, to show up. And I'll tell you, the most powerful thing you can do to communicate to your kids that you're there, that you support them, is to learn about who they really are. And to do that, we have to understand about a person's innate sense, about how they're wired, and no, no more is that important than when we're working with our children. You know, right now, I'm hearing over and over in my community just the massive amount of conflicts at home. I mean, I see all the time, and I, you know, I see this in the news too, not only hear it, but people who say, gosh, if I don't end up divorced by the time this quarantine's over, that's going to be amazing. And you know what, folks? It is really hard. 
when we're all stuck day after day after day, 24 hours of the day, seven days of the week with each other, a lot of times these conflicts are happening because it's a difference in personality type. And when we can learn about the differences in personality type, and we can begin to change the environment to include the things that all the different types need, and believe me, it's not as hard as it sounds, it's amazing how the energy shifts in a home. So understanding each person's unique style, including your child's unique style, is absolutely critical if you're wanting to learn how to support not only yourself, but your children the best right now. You know, and personality type, um, I think about the, the, the vast dimensions of personality type, in particular Myers-Briggs type indicator. It, there, it's just too much to include in one video. But, you know, basically it falls along uh, uh, four pairs of preferences, extroversion and introversion, sensing and intuition, thinking and feeling, and judging and perceiving. And each preference pair um, reflects different ways of being in the world. So this extroversion and introversion pair talks about how we draw our energy. Has absolutely nothing to do if we're social, if we like people. It just simply has to do with where do we get our energy? Where do we recharge ourselves and where are we fed? You know, the sensing and the intuition preference pair is really about how we take in information. So basically, how do we learn? And I'll bet $100 that this is a huge area of conflict for many people right now that you might be struggling as a parent to figure out how to help your child learn. You're not an educational expert. That's what the teacher's job is, right? But we're not able to be in classes and schools right now. And so in some ways this has fallen onto you. And this is the dichotomy, the preference pair that really speaks to how to how people learn, how children learn and how to support them best. The thinking and feeling preference pair has absolutely nothing to do with do we have feelings or can we feel. It has to do with more about how we make decisions, uh, how we invest in our community. And the last preference pair, the judging and the perceiving, has absolutely nothing to do with being judgmental or perceptive, but has everything to do with how we organize in the outer world. And so when you put all of these pieces together, you know, and if you remember those old bingo rollers, right, where they'd roll it and they'd pull out a bingo ball. If you put all these in there and rolled it together, you'd come up with 16 different personality types according to the Myers-Briggs type indicator. And what's important about that is each preference, each type, right, each whole type has very different kinds of things that, um, you know, in terms of how they learn and how they're motivated. Uh, you know, when we think about playing to a child's strengths, you know, um, depending on a child's personality type, they're going to learn in very different ways. Um, you know, being able to understand a child's behavior in terms of um, is a child misbehaving or is it just personality type that's bumping up against your expectations. You know, it's such a powerful way to begin to show up differently as a parent to your child. You know, one of the big things that I often hear a lot from parents is, is um, struggling to determine whether their child is lying to them or, or, or just has a very active imagination. And you know what, folks? Many times this goes back to, to personality types and, and differences in personality preferences. Um, you know, if, if, say for example, an intuitive child, right? They prefer the rich fantasy life and seldom have difficulty distinguishing between reality and fantasy. 
A sensing mother or a sensing father, on the other hand, may have a really hard time understanding this need for imagination and stories and might actually be threatened by them or consider that uh, resistance towards their disciplining. You know, when you think about parents and children and how they interact, every type is going to have differing needs for closeness. You know, extroverts and feelers, you know, children who fall more in that category, partners too, they're going to tend to emphasize more the, the we, the connection end of the intimacy continuum, whereas thinking and feeling children or partners, they're going to need more space and more alone time to think and reflect. Doesn't mean they're not vested, it's just differing needs for closeness. You know, differing types, they show and recognize love in different kinds of ways. Again, if we think about the sensing and intuitive preference pair, which is probably really huge right now for people, especially when it comes to learning and parenting, you know, sensing types, they tend to express love in more concrete examples, uh, making a special food or, or filling up a gas tank or a special gift, whereas intuitive types more naturally express love and care by expressing enthusiasm for ideas, sharing insights and connecting in that kind of way. So you know, an intuitive is going to show love in that way and also feel loved when people are interested. And if a parent is a different type than the child, you know, very often conflict emerges because the needs are different around these kinds of things. I want to spend a little time also talking about learning styles and preferences because it's so critical right now. You know, as, as parents are taking on the responsibility now for their child's education, you know, and schools are certainly doing absolutely everything that they can to supplement that, but a bulk, the bulk of the responsibility is falling onto parents right now. No, there, there are probably fewer places where personality type is um, uh, showing up than in trying to educate your child and be the educator, right? Again, we think about personality type and a parent's personality type that is different from a child's personality type. You know, a parent might have one kind of personality type. Again, we'll talk about sensing and intuition. A parent might be a sensing learner that is going to take in that information and learn in a vastly different way than their intuitive learner. So a lot of times the conflict comes down to a parent is trying to explain something, um, you know, teach a concept in a way that makes sense to them but their child is a completely different personality type and learns in a completely different way. So they, they cannot grasp or comprehend what the parent is trying to speak. And in most cases, what tends to happen is it devolves into argument and conflict and, and upset. So when we think about parenting and personality type when it comes to learning style and preferences, this is so important these days. You know, we think about learning in terms of kind of breaking it down into some categories, you know, active, versus reflective learning, right, in how personality type can play into that. Well, we think about that. Everybody is active and reflective some of the time, you know. But what people find when we think about personality type is that active versus reflective learning tends to uh, match up well with certain preferences on the Myers-Briggs. So generally speaking, you know, there's always cases and exceptions, but generally speaking, extroverts tend to be more active learners and introverts tend to be more reflective learners, right? So an extrovert might need a little more action in terms of how they learn their tasks, whereas an introvert might need a little more reflective. But everybody needs both. But the way we begin to approach the learning is powerful. You know, we have visual versus verbal learners. And again, there are exceptions to all of this. 
but typically speaking, sensors tend to prefer more visual learning while intuitives tend to prefer more verbal learning, right? And everybody learns differently. And ideally, knowledge is presented in both ways, visually and verbally for maximized effect. So, you know, we think about that and how lessons are being uh, presented now. You know, one thing that's true about sensing and intuitive learners is that sensors learn much more sequentially than an intuitive does. An intuitive is much more holistic in their learner, right? So a sensing learner can handle the piece by piece breakdown. You know, you give them one part of the lesson, they go do it, and that's great. But an intuitive learner is going to struggle like the Dickens with that. They need to understand the big picture and how this piece fits into the big picture. And when they uh, absorb this information in nonlinear way, eventually they're going to get to this aha or eureka moment of insight where everything comes together. And then it's incredibly easy for them to go back and do the pieces that they need to learn. That's not going to work for a sensor learner who says, I don't want the big picture. It's too much. It's overwhelming. You know, quantitative learners versus qualitative learners. You know, quantitative learners focus more on facts and figures and stats and formulas, whereas qualitative learners tend to focus more on exploring ideas and possibilities in depth, um, don't tend to like repetitive or formulaic tasks. And that also correlates with, you know, sensing and thinkers tend to be more qualitative learners, whereas feelers and intuitives tend to prefer more qualitative learning. And then, you know, the biggest piece I think that underlines all of this is, is the relationship and the way a child lives in the context of that, analytically or interpersonally, right? So analytical learners tend to uh, believe that there's a reality outside of themselves and they're trying to get rid of any of those personal factors to see the world. So they're not necessarily going to respond to a lot of um, relationship building sorts of tasks. That doesn't mean they don't need kindness and compassion but they're much more analytical in their approach. Whereas interpersonal thinkers, they tend to believe that human perception always places a limit on actually what it is that we know about the world. And so they're always taking that into account. Uh, thinkers tend to interpret things more analytically and impersonally, and feelers tend to interpret things more interpersonally and intrapersonally. And that plays out in classrooms and learning as well. You know, if a feeler doesn't feel like the relationship is there with a teacher, they may struggle immensely to uh, engage. They might feel very lost, whereas a thinker doesn't necessarily need that kind of connection. So personality type is so incredibly powerful when it comes to this idea of learning styles and parenting. You know, many, many parents today are struggling to juggle just incredible demands on their time, right? Working being the educator, making sure your house is still running, surviving a pandemic, in, in you know, being children's playmates and uh, actively teaching them and so on. And in many ways, it's what many parents do want to do. They want to be there for the child. They, they want to be a part of their child's lives and to you know, let their child know that they can count on them. And they also feel very protective. You know, most parents also feel a drive to really give their child opportunities and enriching kinds of experiences. And at the same time, create a healthy and psychologically whole child. One of the most fundamental yearnings of the human spirit, no matter how old you are, whether you're 2, 32, or 92, is to be understood and to be loved. 
You know, we all want unconditional love and respect as the unique people that we are. And we want to be accepted for who we are. We want to be seen. We want to be recognized for our gifts and our unique talents and differences, all the quirks that we have. You know, we want to know that we are belong, we're safe, and that we're accepted, even precious, regardless of whether we're just like someone else in our family or the complete opposite from one of our parents or, or family members. And it's this atmosphere of acceptance that really creates true and lasting self-esteem and happiness. A healthy and happy child is someone who's loved without reservation and understood without judgment. But to fully get there, right, to fully get to a place of true unconditional love and, and accept and appreciate a child's uniqueness, you have to first come to know who they really are. Not who you think they should be, but who you really are, the innate essence of their spirit. And discovering that you know, inborn and innate personality of your child is the first crucial step for doing that. Effective parenting, effective teaching and learning programs, they have to be individualized to each child. And this is really revolutionary because this shifts the approach from the focus on the parenting and behaviors of parenting to the importance of understanding the child. And it's really evolutionary because nurturing a child's nature is going to be the number one way to be sure that your child is healthy, happy, and whole. It's going to give them an incredible foundation to move on to really great success in their lives. And so it's time. It's time for parents. It's time for teachers. It's time for leaders and educators and anyone who works with other people to look inward for their answers and to trust that the children you work with, your own children and your family, they're going to teach you about what you need to know to help them grow up healthy and strong. Discovering your child's really true innate personality type is going to be illuminating and supporting. It's probably going to be challenging as well. But by making the efforts to reveal and get to the bottom of what makes each of your children tick so that you can respond in more natural and supportive kinds of ways, it's going to take being guided by the lasting insights of your child, who they are, what they need, what they're communicating to you about how they need to operate in the world. And the solutions to everyday parenting dilemmas grow out of this place. They grow out of the confidence of knowing that you know your child. And unlike other limited or outdated approaches that tend to get old and no longer work, having this knowledge about your child in, is going to be able to allow you to guide your parenting decisions, whether that child is 4, 14, or 24. You know, we all know about the challenges going on in our world right now, and in particular that parents and children face today. And perhaps these challenges are, are the most daunting we're going to ever experience in our life. You know, I hear from countless concerned parents and, and really people in general about the intense pressures they're under right now to uh, parent effectively, to cope effectively, to parent in loving kinds of ways. You know, and here's the thing that I do know. I believe all parents have their children's best interest in mind. They just may not always know how to get to the next place. You know, I believe parents want to keep their children safe. They want to impact values that they hold dear. They, they want to make sure that their child has all the tools and resources that they need to uh, be successful in the world. 
And I also know that many, many parents want to give their kids the lasting and, and incredibly valuable gift of self-esteem and self-confidence so that they can move on into their world and managing their world and their lives with all the happiness and success that they're going to need. So learning to nurture your child in this really profound and powerful way, new way, by using personality type is going to make parenting, it's going to turn that back into the rewarding and fulfilling experience that you'd ever dreamed that it would be. So thanks for watching. You know, if this is information that piques your interest or you're curious about it, uh, you want to find a way to be the best parent that you can right now, both to yourself and the kid inside of you, as well as your children. Let's talk. Schedule a call with me. We'll spend some time talking about this, talking about your situation, talking about the, the personality types and how they play out in your family and what you can do to uh, take some next steps to make things feel a whole lot more satisfying in your house. So again, thanks for watching. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts about this. Drop me a comment, shoot me an email, message me in my Facebook group. Uh, and as always, I appreciate your time and I'm glad that you're a part of my community. Okay, bye for now. And that's it for this week's episode. I sure hope that I've given you something to think about from our conversation today that's going to help you elevate your impact in your business and life. Remember to go on Facebook and like our business page, Transformation Counseling. And if you haven't yet, be sure to join my Facebook community, The Right Type Coaching. This is where you'll find more resources, information, tips, and tricks on how to leverage who you are in order to grow your bottom line. I'm your host, Kate Schroeder, and remember, it's time to change the way you do business. It's time to grow. Bye for now.